Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, June 23rd, 2023. As always, if you do have a question or topic that you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We'll be more than happy to get your question or topic on the show. Let's talk a little bit about the S&P 500. We have been talking for, seems like, weeks, uh, how more than likely it was getting close to a top and especially uh, was due for one around the June 16th week. Um, so far, so far, it looks like maybe there there is one put in here. And again, when we're talking about the S&P 500, we're talking about SPX. You cannot buy or sell directly into the SPX. The issue with regards to that was uh, it did have a higher uh, internal update on Friday, but the close was actually lower. So that's sort of what set in motion. We have a little downturn that is happening here uh, with the S&P 500. Now, there is no way to tell for certain at this point in time if this thing is going to the moon or going to sink like a rock. But as I've been telling you, at least from my standpoint, the sink like a rock is in play, at least at this point in time, and needs to be taken well into account. Uh, The euphoria that is absolutely taking place in these markets, that it's going to the moon, everyone needs to buy in, everyone's missing out of the next bull market. You need to be... uh, when everyone is, um, is is bullish, you need to be a little fearful. When everyone's fearful, you need to be a little bullish. Uh, would be the the what I would just consider here at this point in time. Looking at the S and P five hundred, I do believe, definitely a daily high was put in. More than likely, a weekly high was put in too. That has yet to be confirmed because we have not moved out of even overbought. And usually, overbought, you're only there four weeks. And we have been there up until last week. That was that was nine weeks in a row. So it's an absolute extreme. Now, with that being said, we really have to look at things that are happening at this point in time with regards to what is the next thing to look for to signal that what, what is happening here. Assuming that a weekly high has been put in, which we do not know that, if it is, then it should be down for another two to three weeks at a minimum, uh, if not four or five. That, that's what you actually have to, have to see if, if that is taking place here. The reason I think that it is a very high probability is you can call it a, a D wave, you can call it whatever you want, but the A and C wave of this last one is basically spot on the alternative price projection was 44.31 we got up above that but we closed uh at 44.09 last friday so all the parameters from a timing from a price from the way that it should work all these parameters to say that a, a weekly high is in place looks very strongly to be in place it, it's here there's just no been no confirmation now with all of that being said the key number that you need to be aware of, and this is what I'm looking for, is 4136. If there is a close in the S&P 500, and it could be any time in those next three to four weeks, it could be any time here in the next two to three months. Uh, 
But 41.36 is what you have to keep your eyes on. If it closes below that, it's an overlap. It's a correction. If we know the correction is complete, then usually what happens after a correction would be a resumption of the previous trend to a new extreme, which would be a new low. That, at least at this point in time, is doesn't mean it's going to happen, but that's at least in play. That's what I'm looking for. 4136. That's if, if you're a chartist and you're paying attention to this, that's the thing that most people are going to be looking for. It's only about four or five percent down from where we are at this current current point in time, so it's not too far away. Uh, market really here has been probably will be sideways and down either either today or into Monday before a daily low is reached, and then we should be rallying actually right back into next week. Uh, is sort of how it's set up at this point in time on the S&P 500. All of these markets are pretty much in the exact same position. Uh, and, and that's the one thing that people need to be uh, well aware of when, when you are looking at, at these things. Um, the, the weekly, it, it remains overbought. It's trying to slip out of there. It could if we have a down day today. Uh, won't won't really know uh, whether or not it, it does, but but that would be the sign that that is complete. Going to some of these other markets, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average it should be reaching a daily uh, low here very soon. Uh, weekly trying to move out of overbought. We will see if it does that. The Russell two thousand uh, daily probably has another three or four days down. The weekly for the Russell. Uh, you could have another week or two up here on it. Slightly different position, but it's further along, so you understand this. It's it's further along than the others on the on the downside. So it's actually the one leading the way. Uh, it's not the lagger. It's actually the one everyone else is following. The Nasdaq on a daily basis, uh, probably sideways down for another one or two days. Uh, the weekly is overbought, trying to make a move out of there. And again, that weekly that went right up to that uh, 0.618 Fibonacci level of 13. 873. I mean, it. Is that what it actually hit again? Let me make sure on this. That was. Oh, it got to 13864. Okay, and we were looking for 13863. If people don't believe that this stuff doesn't work, then why are the numbers so close? It's an absolute perfect setup here for this thing to be going lower. So that's why we definitely want you to be aware of this and bring it up. Uh, the 30 year. Um, 30-year uh, treasuries at this point is overbought on a daily basis. Actually, probably could go up for another week or two based on the, the pattern where it currently is, is set up. The um, two-year notes overbought on a daily, weekly, probably should be up for three to four weeks. Gold is... It's been mixed. It's trying to head down. Should be getting close to a daily uh, low here in the next two days. And then maybe it does try to shoot up here. It looks like it's a five-way pattern down. Again, should should rally about 3 or 4%, get up around that 2,000 mark before it heads back down to around 1850. Then at that point in time, that's when it would be the, the time to buy. Uh, silver daily basis, it's a downward pressure. The weekly... 
weekly's mixed. Hard to say exactly on that, but I would consider uh, consider with the pattern that gold's in before I would consider anything else that that's working along those levels. Um, let's go and look at the volatility index here real quick. It is again; it's reaching a very much an extreme pattern. Uh, it looks like it's a ABC correction, which means the resumption of the previous trend would be much higher. We're right in there, uh, and that's on a that's on a daily basis. The weekly is oversold. Um, more than likely, is going to get a huge pop here. The going back to the S and P five hundred real quick. If that was a top, which we again we, we can't confirm that it was the top yet, but if it was, that was the wave two. Wave threes, when it does come to Elliott wave analysis, is the most violent. It's the it's the most fastest. It has all the extremes take place in wave three. That's what I would ex- be expecting here, especially with the way that this volatility is just set up, just to pop to the upside very, very hard with the way that it is. So keep all of these things in mind as you are looking forward to uh, w- what's going to happen here with this market. Even if you don't believe that uh, the, that the markets are going to go down, it just seems to me at this point in time the setup is for it to go down more than anything else. We do need to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to address some of these other markets. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real answers right back after the short break. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. Uh, this is Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We are on a podcast as well if you want to re-listen to these shows out there. Getting back to some of these other markets, the Euro dollar is currently on a daily basis it's overbought the weekly should have a couple weeks to go up dollar should be up for a few days on a daily basis the weekly should be down for another two to three weeks is where we are uh that's sort of normal but that's where we currently do stand there with the dollars uh bitcoin wow euphoria set in in bitcoin we went all the way down to 25,000, which I had talked about on this show, and then um, just real quickly was all the way up to about 31,000, uh, hovering around in there on a daily basis. That's a pretty strong showing from Bitcoin. It's definitely overbought on a daily basis. On a weekly, it should be, should be rising, so we'll, we'll see if it continues to go up from here. I uh, said a few weeks ago that there's a possibility that that was the low back there. We need to hold that 25000 which it did. Uh, if that's the case, at least from a, a technical trading standpoint, it should be going up again. There's no intrinsic value in that investment whatsoever, which is why I'm uh, not a fan, don't recommend, haven't bought it, won't buy it. But uh, from a trading standpoint, if you're a trader, uh, the next time that it heats, hits a daily low, that might not be a bad idea if you if you believe in just pure trading to, to, to try something like that. At least the, the setup is there. I'll, I'll give it that. Uh, moving over to oil. 
oil is overbought on a daily basis and the weekly probably is going to rise for another two to three weeks. We'll have to keep an eye on and see if it actually does get above uh, the 83.50, 82.50 was the 50, 52 was the close. So that's what you need to be looking for in oil. The odds here favor, if, if this is right, the odds favor a move up and one more big move down before the bottom is truly in. Uh, so that could take a little bit of time because that's a that's two to three weeks up, another three to four weeks down. A lot of times oil makes a high in June. So all these things considered, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but some of these things you just need to be made aware of. It's, it's in a interesting position here to know if it's really going to make the low and, and then, then kicks back up. Gasoline prices in Vincennes, Indiana is around 322 to 322. 29 332-ish, depending on where, where you are and what you're buying at, at this point in time. Uh, getting close to the 4th of July holiday, I'm sure it's going to kick up another 10 or 20 cents. Uh, probably when, about when I do this show next week would be the, the best guess, even though... That, yeah, even though it should be down on daily, it, it just depends. I, I would just, again, gasoline doesn't have to go with the way of oil, uh, but... More than likely, those gasoline prices will get a nice little kicker there uh, going into the 4th of, 4th of July holiday. Um, soybeans. Wow. Um, what can I say here? Soybeans bring up a very good lesson. Soybeans and corn at this point in time. We have talked a lot. Again, continuous contracts here. Uh, I'll try to give you the December corn here in a minute, but... This is a prime example of pattern setup, and we said, yeah, it's in a position to hit a weekly high or a daily high. It doesn't mean it's going to. The main thing that happened here, and when, unfortunately, we're still dealing with this, we're dealing with a lot. If you're if you're within the listening area of this live and not on a podcast, pretty much everyone is every crop out there needs some water at this point in time. Uh, you're on sand it's probably already burnt up if you're clay you you may be trying to hold on i mean there's a chance of rain here on sunday a chance none of these chances seem to ever get above 50 percent. so that's why i just say there's a there's a chance that there could be some but if it especially if it doesn't rain uh on sunday you have to really think that this crop is going to be bad so what happened is i guess i didn't realize because i i don't get get these and i don't have live updates on uh commodities to say especially when it does come to like corn and soybeans we pay attention because we do have farmers around here and that but it's trying to get these things perfect there obviously was a crop report out talking about how uh, essentially 50 percent of the crop uh, is going into a, a drought stage here uh, that's really what set the the prices here in soybeans heading higher uh, continuous contract you're you're up there around uh the uh, around 15 14 range i mean this is we said we were overbought which we were uh looked like there was a spike give me that that was last tuesday talking about how maybe you know we were getting really close to to coming out of there and instead when when that i think that report was released last thursday it was either thursday or friday i mean it just 
sent a little panic in here towards people trying to buy the soybeans uh, is what took place. And that's why these markets continue to go up looking for a high any point in time. Uh, it can get it a little bit irrational. Uh, and you sort of, if you're trading this stuff, you really just need to stay away from it, in my opinion. I mean, uh, it, it can move too fast when you start having these and you get contract limits out. And, and, and you got up there, uh, you know, it came back down yesterday um, is, is what you did see with corn and with soybeans. So you need another day today to follow through to get that. But when it gets up in these, uh, in, in these kind of prices very quickly, uh, don't, don't expect some of these things to last. So th that's what we're looking for is probably a daily high has already been uh, met. The, the weekly is overbought in soybeans. The corn continuous contract again. Uh, you know, you got all the way up there to, to, to 671. It's coming back down. So uh, the, the weekly is overbought as well. So all these things have just had these really high run-ups here in, in really in the last uh, eight or not, or seven, seven trading days, let's call it that, uh, is, is really what's taking place there. As we do get over there and look at uh, December corn, it, it's gone crazy too, all the way up to, oh, uh, well, got up to 628. Um, man, that's getting really close to where we were back in October, which was at that time 637. Again, that's the December corn contract. Uh, overbought for sure at this point in time on, on a weekly, daily and weekly basis. So should be coming back down quite a bit. But these extremes can just send things. Uh, these are future contracts. These contracts just get, they get limited out. Things can happen here. It gets, it gets weird. I'm sure the farmers can explain this much more than I can from, from that standpoint. But that, that's what's happened here. Uh, probably it's a little irrational what's happened there, even, even if the crop is bad. But... If you're trying to trade this, maybe if you, depending on how you are trading it, uh, if, if you, you, you could have made some money here, but trying to just flat out trade the market in open market without having uh, some set criteria, you're probably going to get burnt in there would be, would be my best guess. So um, just make sure that you understand that with what, what's happening out there with these prices uh, that we are currently seeing. Um, We've talked about it before, you know, people tried to bring up Apple again. It, it did have a little throw over here to the high side, at least on a daily, but the daily should be down for another day or two, which is exactly right with the S&P 500. The weekly is extremely overbought and has been for, wow, I mean, man, 13 weeks it's been overbought hasn't gone down yet <laughs> occasionally you, you just get something like that i mean the extremes usually four you're at 13 that, that's just wild uh, probably not going to last probably will come down pretty hard would be the expectation that you would have there and, and people always ask well if oil is going up to it does that mean other companies are going up well we can just give you the example and, and just look at exxon mobile uh Again, that's not a recommendation to buy or sell, but ExxonMobil, it's near a, a daily low, at least uh, on it. And weekly, 
weekly sort of mixed could, could be going down a little bit from here because people always ask well how's the way to play well if you don't want to buy oil you can buy it through an etf you can buy the stocks you can buy uh etf that has multiple oil companies in there uh there's all sorts of different ways to play it depending on how you're looking we're just trying to give you an example uh based on the questions that we have and and this is sort of where it ends up being so that's where the markets are at this point in time um, we do need to go to a short break as always if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show we'd love to hear from you 812-316-2079 uh you can send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com, or put it in uh, Facebook or Twitter. We'll be more than happy to get it on the show. Financial questions, real answers. We're right back after the short break. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. It's your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. One of the questions we get, uh, the one I'd answer was, again, is now the right time to invest in the market? Because we, we, we keep seeing this stuff. We, I sort of addressed it a little bit earlier on, but the thing that you have to remember is this. The, the financial industry as a whole is set up, as, whether you're at a broker dealer, a registered investment advisor, a hedge fund, where, wherever you're, you have your money and you're trying to invest. For, for the most part, maybe not the hedge funds, we'll take them out, but for the most part with most of these investments, the whole, the whole trick in the matter is everyone is under the assumption that they're going to make money. And, and that's not always the case. There, there's more luck than anything else has to do with timing of the market. Depending on when you when you retired, I mean, if you were retired in 2000, then you took it on the front end of the chin. If you retired in 2007, 2008 and invested all your money, then you took it on the chin. Uh, you may just be working just back to get back to even at this point in time from where you were then. The issue is always the same, though, is, and, and we try to emphasize this all the time, if you have if if you don't have to worry about income off of your investments to to live and support yourself then yeah you're fine you can go ahead invest the money the money goes down eventually over time it should come back uh, but that's not how it usually works All, almost every person that that has money that comes in and, and invests money wants me to invest money for them especially if it's a retirement plan most of them are taking that money out. And even if they aren't taking it out, they're forced to take it out because of the required minimum distrib- distribution rules that come about, about having to take the money out. And, and with all that being said, that is a forced withdrawal. So you're having to take the money out. So you're going to get taxed on it. So all these things come into play. But when you take money out, especially if it's something that you need it, you need it for an income or you want it for an income, even if you didn't need it, but you wanted it for an income, even if it if all things are considered and it's one hundred thousand dollars, then if you're taking out any sort of money and let's just let's just say it's five thousand dollars a year, then after one year, it's going to be down at ninety five thousand, even if you even if it didn't, even if, if it didn't just stay still uh, broke even. Uh, because you took out 5000 When you consider inflation and taxes and everything else, this is why you have to have it go up. Well, why do all these people tell you to invest the money now and invest to do it? That's how they get paid. 
they get they get paid to do that they get paid to it's paid to say yes that you should be investing but it's the quality investing it's understanding that you don't have to hold the investment the entire time that buy hold and hope is not the best strategy in my opinion I mean, there's plenty of people that do that. Let's go ahead. Let's do the buy, hold, and hope. And they're the ones that will call you and say, just hang in there, buddy. Just hang in there. Uh, you know, the, the, the market, it's gone down 22%, but your account's only down 20%. You've done just fine. And, and people learn to live with that. Um, I don't think that's right, but that's what people try to do. And we always say the most important thing, at least in our minds, is Try not to lose clients' money. I mean, there's a chance it's going to go down. I mean, it's almost impossible without taking some risk to do that. But it's being an, an understanding the risk and being able to change the asset allocation from where it is. And that means it needs to go to treasuries. It needs to go to cash. It needs to find some other place to be than besides in the equity market. Then that's where it, that's where it has to go. Too many people are just brought up on this idea that you just throw it in here and somehow it's just miraculously going to do it. And unfortunately, a lot of people have seen that through the years because that's what they're doing in their 401k. They're throwing money in there. But then what happens is they get caught up and and they start saying in their mind, well, yeah, I have. I mean, the account keeps going up. The reason your 401k account keeps going up is because you keep putting money in there from your paychecks every pay period. Now, there could be appreciation too, but that's the hard part. It's not separated out because you don't really get to see a cost basis a lot of times uh, what's happening in retirement accounts because cost basis isn't required in retirement accounts. That's why it makes it very hard for you to figure out how much money that you've actually made and being able to do it this way. This is why it is hard for people to have the patience and understand, well, they, they, they keep telling me to put money in and people keep putting money in, but some people seem to be making money and others aren't. Well, if you time it up right and, and you happen to retire and let's say you went ahead and you figured out, yeah, you had enough money to retire in, in 09 or you had enough money to retire in 2002, then you timed it up where it was pretty much perfect because that's probably about the lowest point your account's going to be unless you're truly in a managed account being able to try to do that. So that's the, that's the part of it is how are you going to take advantage of it when the market goes down? And if you don't have a, a strategy to make your money work and make money when the market is going down, then I would think that you would actually have to question what is going on here or, or why, why are we going to do that and ride this down with everyone else? And this is just part of the psychology that has gone on time and time again. And it's why the euphoria is setting in right now that, quote unquote, that we're in a new bull market. I don't care if you're in a bull market or a bear market. That's not the point. The point is figuring out what's the most probable thing to happen here. And at this point in time, the most probable thing to happen is for the market to go down eventually over time. Uh, could Could it be wrong here? Absolutely. But the probabilities and, and where this is set up from a, a trading standpoint and a charting standpoint uh, just makes it so it looks like that we are uh, much more vulnerable here to the downside th- than to the upside. And it reminds me of when the euphoria set in in 2007 and 2008 and everyone just thought, oh my gosh, all this stuff is going higher. But when you start looking at some of these fundamentals and the things underneath, when you think about the these student loans got to be repaid starting here in October and, and the amount of money that's going, that that's going to take out of the economy. And again, that's like, 
that already should have been taking place anyway. But when you have all all of this, along with we'll see because these numbers have been very high, and we're getting ready to head into earnings season here in about three weeks. It'll be a much more telling sign of, of where things stand, especially as we start to look forward to uh, the guidance that they give uh, the longer term. Because right now it's way higher uh, than, than where it currently is. Uh, so, so this is sort of set up to be a you can get bamboozled, bamboozled pretty quickly uh, being on the wrong side of this. So you just need to understand what is happening, the psychology that is truly working out there at this point in time. As always, if you do have a question or topic you'd like to hear on the show, uh, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast.